Responding to Targeted Attacks. That's the title of a new book published by Isaka and authored by expert at Ernst & Young. And today we're going to talk about the types of attacks that organizations are seeing and how they can respond. Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Jeff Spivey. He's International Vice President of ISACA and President of Security Risk Management Incorporated, a security risk consultancy. Jeff, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate you having me. So right from the top, let's talk about this new book released by ISACA. What new information do you have for organizations in this book? Tom, ISACA's new book was written by security experts from Ernst & Young, who are people that are helping with the problems at the front line, at the top of these issues every day. Much has been discussed about why organizations need to be concerned about these to start off with and think that this book offers a, a practical, multi-phased approach allowing the reader to focus their resources and placing those in the right place. So looking at the detection and response as opposed to maybe placing too many resources in the prevention side of things, which may not be as realistic as it has been in the past. So important to uh, understand, one, the problem, but also how we attack that. Jeff, given the types of attacks that organizations are seeing today, why aren't traditional security approaches sufficient anymore? As the attacks change, so part of the root cause of this is that we have technology coming on at light speed, new technology, new ways of doing things. And as these continue to grow in speed, in frequency, and in, in new technology, there are more and more risk evolving from those. So the risks that are there, uh, the types of attack that are exploiting vulnerabilities, new vulnerabilities in this technology, to be able to understand and have some type of a, a framework from which to address this is and will be more and more important. So when we, when we look at this, we're looking at the book as somewhat of a framework, a new framework, a new adaptation at how we approach these problems over a long period of time. Maybe a quick example is regarding mobiles. So mobile tablets, mobile phones, that's a new vector that maybe didn't exist, at least in the capabilities that it has now, a year, two years ago. So the changes that have come about because of the technology, in addition to the number of mobile technology that's out there and the companies being unsure how do they how do they allow this bring your own device or providing a device that then can be connected to the heart of a uh, corporate system. How does that happen? What needs to occur? And on the back of that, you've got big data, all of the privacy concerns. You've got all of these new technologies. The book seems to give a, a good idea, one, of what's coming. Secondly, some ideas and adaptation on framework. Now, Jeff, one of the things that strikes me about the book is that one of the points is that the new attacks that we're seeing are more of a business and people problem not a technology issue. Could you explain that, please? The trifecta has always been technology, people, process. Those three need to be looked at in, a, in an equal format across the 
risk spectrum. A lot of times technologists will solve the problems with technology. So the, the book addresses the other sectors as well. So it tries to look at it from a more holistic view of understanding that, yes, technology does have new vulnerabilities, but what is our framework? How are we approaching it? And how can we do that on a consistent basis moving forward? So the, the book explains some of the caveats that are important regarding the people side. We get back to the illustration of mobile just a minute ago. So a lot of times the mobile side, people are not aware that they may not have as much security in the mobile as they did on their desktop at work or maybe even their laptop that they're using from home and still getting into a work network. So the ability of the ADPs, the advanced uh, distributed threats, then those the, the, the new vector allows for a risk, vulnerabilities, exploitation of those vulnerabilities in a way that they haven't had before. For instance, malware getting on a mobile phone now has malware that can listen in to the conversations that are going on in the room that can take pictures at, at any time or all times. There's one malware that has where you can actually, that, that the malware is sending pictures out and creating a 3D image of the room that you're in at the time that you're talking. It has the ability to listen in to your phone calls, look at all of your texts, look at all of your emails, understand passwords versus credit card numbers that you may be typing into the system. So the sophistication is strong, and it's also associated with mobility. It understands geo, so it understands where your geo is because of the of the uh, malware. It understands where you are. So are you at the headquarters at the time? Are you associated at all with the headquarters? Are you a vendor that's associated with the headquarters or with a network or with a larger company? So the sophistication of what's there continues to be strong, continues to be adaptive. Bad guys are being a step or two ahead, and the knowledge of the company to understand that and how that affects that particular company, that particular enterprise, which could be the government, any organization, it's extremely important to understand, and that's part of addressed in the book, regarding intelligence and, and the role that that plays as well. Jeff, one of the book's recommendations is a greater emphasis on training and awareness. Now, it strikes me that these traditionally are weak spots for organizations. They don't train and produce awareness well. So how are we going to make it work this time, as opposed to all the other times we've tried to do this right? The book is good at addressing what the needs in the awareness side are and how dynamic that those needs are. So in the same way that e-learning, if you would, is adapting to providing information at the time that you need information, the book addresses and the industry is addressing an understanding of what can we do from an awareness standpoint, all the way from What's mentioned, for instance, in the ISACA COVID-5 uh, framework of building a security culture, building a culture of understanding the same way that we have a lot of industrial companies that build a safety culture, the ability to build a security culture within the organization is important. I would challenge our past that it has not necessarily been ineffective because it's not good, it's been ineffective because of the lack of focus 
the lack of resources and or the lack of understanding. So the opportunity that we have with new technology right now on the, the good side of things is this advancement in technology is still has its bad size. But part of the good side of this is the ability for it to help us with awareness. So awareness from the standpoint of, one, what are the problems, what are the issues, allowing feedback, not only pushing information and trying to make sure that it's absorbed by the employees, absorbed by the vendors that touch the organization system, to understand what are the rules of the road for this organization and how I deal with that organization. What are the restrictions with passwords? Where's the private information? Where do I need to make sure that uh, I'm exerting greater emphasis on supporting the rules of the organization around security? So the, the awareness component, very strong. And as we see the increase of intelligence, cyber intelligence groups within organizations, either inside of the organization or the outside vendors providing it to organizations. Organizations are starting to be more sensitive. They are starting to be more aware of the security issues so that then they can net those back against their current policies, against their procedures, and being able to adapt those quickly as the landscape change, as the threat vectors change. So it'll, it is and will become more important, this awareness and this training component, which I suggest is going to move along the same lines as e-learning is for the greater populace, the understanding of snippets of information when you need it, direction of policy when you need it, as opposed to trying to have a once a year or twice a year program that then may or may not be fully understood at the time, and certainly may be forgotten over time. So this is more of a consistent approach to the awareness level. Jeff, one of the things I admire about the book is it comes down to recommendations for four emerging capabilities that organizations need. Can you talk about these four capabilities and where you believe organizations are going to find them as they develop? Yeah, the, the four emerging capabilities, I think, are important and the ability of having having the capabilities at all is important. And then secondly, making sure that they are maturing in the organization as the organization is trying to mature, better understand uh, its defenses and how it is managing the security risk. The first of those is a centralized log aggregation and correlation. Important because many companies have logs, but they may not be put together. They may have silos as corporations, organizations, enterprises too, that don't talk to each other at all, even in some cases within the uh, same IT security organization, that they may not be brought in to be understood as an aggregate, and secondly, to understand how one may relate to the other. So the correlation of that, the, the assembly of that information from many different uh, silos and the correlation support it. So that then, in the same way that big data is and will be doing more and more, being able to analyze that and, and look at things maybe in a fresh, new way and understand correlations we didn't understand before. The second is the ability to conduct forensic 
analysis across the enterprise. So the ability to understand what has happened and where it's happened across the enterprise, being understand where information regarding an incident is, being able to bring that in together across the uh, entire organization's important. The ability to sweep the enterprise for indicators of compromise. So the ability, again, in a holistic way to be able to understand indicators that are important, and these are indicators of, of compromise. It's already happened. So there's different phases of these attacks against an organization. The first phase, they may be able to get in and get administrative access. Then they may start to be able to get another phase, be able to start understanding other people's passwords. Then they may be able to start understanding where's the important information in case of other countries, nation states, or other competitors being able to get important information be able to get intellectual property, that being able to understand how, if they're in there, secondly, being able to get an early warning that they are in there, and then be able to do something about it. So the indicators of compromise are very important. The other is the capability to inspect memory, to detect malicious code. So again, all of these are around early warning, understanding that they're already in here, they're, they exist. They've already, we've already been compromised, but possibly they haven't gone all the way to understanding the jewels, if you would, to knowing where the jewels are or starting to siphon off information that they, uh, that they should not be siphoning off. Jeff, a final question for you. It's clear that the attacks and the attackers are evolving. So how can organizations ensure that their security controls also evolve at the same pace so we don't find ourselves soon with security approaches that are no longer sufficient? So I think it's a great question, and I would go ahead and say that in many organizations, the controls are not efficient now. They're not effective now. And so I don't want to put us way behind the eight ball, but the alignment of current controls based on yesterday's model needs to be updated significantly. And the ability to update that gets back to, and the book addresses this, COVID-5 addresses this, and there's, a, there's new fresh looks at how this occurs. But the organization has to understand, and from the top down, be in agreement on the new model. What is important from information security, how it supports the business, how is it aligned to the business, and providing reliable IP services across the business. So as we as we look at the controls that are in place, what are those controls and are they up to date based on new policy, new procedures? What are the controls that support that as those policy procedures are supporting the business so that there's alignment that's there? So in the past, I would challenge that our controls fully did that I think that the book illustrates, as well as the emergence, if you would, of this new model dictates that the controls, one, be reviewed. My suggestion on reviewing would be at least every quarter, if not in a more dynamic way of collaboration of all of the security organization 
to understand if there's a policy that's not making sense or controls that are not uh, supporting policies and the procedures that those immediately be changed, reviewed, and changed. That these these controls adapt quicker because we're we're our own worst enemy in trying to review these on only a periodic basis, which may be every year, which may be every half year. The bad guys aren't looking for those same milestones. The bad guys are changing every day, every week. There's new threat vectors that are coming out. So the ability of understanding that, how does that fit with our policy procedures? And then from the control standpoint, do our controls let us achieve what we want to achieve in the support of the business? And I say the support of the business, the support of the enterprise in the case of government. But it's the support of, of what are we supposed to do within our organization. So the, the controls is very important. Intelligence supports this wholeheartedly. Intelligence units and the ability to have some type of intelligence within the organization provides, do we have the right controls in place? Are they working? And are they providing the information that we need? Getting back to people process, are the people in the process supporting the controls, the new information coming from the controls? People are using a certain vector. Are controls picking that up? Are we making adaptations to assure that our processes are changing as we're picking up that uh, this particular threat vector is getting stronger and stronger as we go forward? So I think that the, the controls are extremely important, but it's only it's a part of that more holistic view of security and how it is supporting the business. Well, Jeff, that's fine insight. I appreciate you taking time to speak with me today. Thank you very much, Tom. I appreciate it. And for those that have the opportunity to get the book, I think members of ISACA have the book uh, online, uh, free, and then uh, others can get that off of our uh, ISACA website. I've been talking with Jeff Spivey. He's president of Security Risk Management, Inc., and international vice president with ISACA. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.